Hello, everybody. This is the Dead Jester Productions Podcast, Episode 41. I'm your host, Josh. As always, joined by my co-host, Kyle. Thank you for being here. Hello. Hello, hello. Today's special guest is Mike from the Silent Journeys Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you guys yeah, coming on. Really cool. Um, so you, you're, by the time this episode comes out, uh, your podcast will have been live. So why don't you tell people a little bit about it and where they can go to get it? Yeah, so... Um, my podcast that I'm getting ready to release and will be released by this point is called Silent Journeys. Um, and what it is, is kind of uh, the name comes from a play on words uh, about when you're talking about mental health and, you know, silent battles. It's these battles that like people have going on within themselves and they don't really share about their mental health and and uh, they kind of keep it in themselves. And so I try to put it more in the limelight or more in the wording of it's a journey rather than just a battle because it seems a little bit less aggressive that way and a little mm-hmm. bit easier to confront. Nice. Um, and so on the show, guests have the opportunity to just come on and share whatever it is they want to share about their mental health journey and what that looks like is really up to them. So if they want to come on and just therapeutically shout out whatever it is that makes them tired all the time, they're absolutely welcome to do that. Or if they want to talk about things that have helped them, like that's totally open too. Um, nice. yeah. And so Guests also have the opportunity to totally be anonymous if they're like really if they have a lot of anxiety and they don't feel like they can come onto a mic and talk. I'm totally willing to just have them send me something written and I'll read it out loud uh, right into the mm-hmm. mic um, and try to do justice by them in that. But it's all about just contributing to that movement of bringing these conversations more into the open and trying to validate whatever feelings or struggles somebody might be going through um, by right. showing that there are lots of other people in this world that are going through, you know, something similar. We all have unique experiences, um, but oftentimes we don't realize just how many other people are really struggling with very similar issues to us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the whole, uh, that's the whole elevator pitch right there. Nice. I like it. You got it nice and concise too. really explained it well. Thank you. That's, that's Thank awesome you. though. Yeah. Um, I think mental health in general is a thing people overlook a lot of the times too. And people not being able to share their experiences and their concerns is kind of a, like bottling it up is, is definitely an issue among a lot of people. They don't know who to turn to or where to go. And even like the anonymity of it, if they're able to post anonymously or talk about it anonymously, I think it kind of helps to get that weight off of people's shoulders a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. And and that's really what ties into just being like they're almost a sor- source of like, therapeutic action for them of hey i can mm-hmm. i can just vent about it throw this random email to this guy on the internet and like there you go there's my there's my venting session right there yeah yeah so like kind of more aligned with our target audience and kind of our communities mm-hmm. uh we can talk kind of discuss like mental health in the gaming community because i know that's kind of a thing that pops up a lot um mm-hmm. you see it a lot as far as like people not necessarily inter- like interaction wise, but it's like people get filled with rage at like games and stuff like that, and it's not necessarily good for you. <laughs> As you <laughs> the can imagine, breaking of the controllers, yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. Like, so I'm there are very few games that I get legitimately frustrated at. Uh, Call of Duty being one at times, especially the mm-hmm. newer ones. Uh, that's one of the ones I get incredibly frustrated at, and that and uh, Sekiro, which is what I've been playing on stream lately. I've been legitimately frustrated at it just because some of the deaths feel like complete crap combined with the fact that I'm just not good at the game. (laughs) (laughs) 
definitely um, leads to more frustration. Yeah. Ugh, been yeah. There too many times. But I think Kyle, you'd agree with this. Like I'm generally fairly calm while playing games. It's like Call of Duty is one of the times when you'll hear me get really upset and start cursing out the game and other people. Yeah, once once we hear you actually start throwing fuck around like it's nothing. <laughs> it's usually about the time where I think, all right, it's it's time to stop playing this game because Josh is not having fun. Yeah. I get yeah, that's that way. True. I get that way sometimes with Apex. Um, that's my uh, battle royale <laughs> choice right there. And sometimes I feel like I didn't deserve that death. And oh, it's so frustrating. Third party. How do you, guys How do you feel about third parties? I love being the third party. I love being that person that comes in in third parties. But oh, I hate it when I get third partied in. I've uh, I've had to like kind of take a momentary break from Apex actually because I realized I was just getting so upset with it. And uh, thankfully, uh, Sea of Thieves and, and No Man's Sky both came nice. out with like really good updates lately, so they have been able to distract me from Apex a little bit. Hmm. I can never get into No Man's Sky. I just I don't know. I got bored with it. I feel like it was just too open and mm-hmm. not enough happening for me to really get into it. It, it um, took me a long time, and I don't know how I got hooked into it, but. Uh, yeah. I think I just like grinded it out so much that I got to this point where I was just like jumping from uh, planet to pa- planet and just building bases. And that's what mm-hmm. really got me in was the opportunity to just like build a base. Like I built one under a mountain and then I built one in the ocean. And so it's like yeah. kind of like uh, almost like a strategy game, I guess, at that point where I'm just trying to mm-hmm. build different cool bases to hide me from the elements. My my last experience with it was I was, I was struggling to like get into the game at all. And I've. I feel like one of our friends was uh no, it was Adam for Kyle for your reference it was Adam mm-hmm. and uh I was trying to join up with him and I got my ship to take off and I flew through the galaxy to like whatever like some sort of like space station whatever it was he was on I get there and I watch his ship disappear and he quit the game and, and got offline oh no <laughs> I spent like an hour and a half trying to get there I was like struggling to get all the stuff I needed I was like ah finally I get there and just like boop gone offline it's like fuck <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, like I, I don't know. Sea of Thieves, I get, I definitely got a lot more into since I hadn't played it since it came out. Like the, I played it the first week it came out, got bored, and then maybe like a month, month and a half ago, something like that, got back into it. And uh, they had added so much more content, so many more different sort of like uh, all the tall tales and stuff like that, and all the things to do. Dogs that that kind they of sucked me back in. Fucking dogs. That's the what dogs. Me, that's what kept me there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll probably get back into that after a little bit, too. I'm right there with you. Like, I played really early on um, with my roommate at the time and then uh, hadn't played it forever. And then a recent the recent update, uh, I saw that he was playing it again. And I was like, oh, maybe he's interested. So, like, we've uh, we started mm-hmm. playing again this last week and uh, it's been really fun. Um, I don't have a dog yet. It's on it's on my uh, list of like I'm dedicated and willing enough to buy that dog. <laughs> Yeah, it's I say I I go into it for like streaks and then I'll take a break from it now Um, just because I'm caught up with a lot of other like work and stuff like that to do. Um, Like I said, I'm finishing up Sekiro. We could have finished the game today on stream, but I'm trying to get like 100 percent completion. So I'm going around and collecting like every little thing I can. So I have one side boss to do and then it's just a straight shot to the final boss. We're almost done. Um, But yeah, I definitely want to get back into Sea of Thieves because I'm. I'm pushing towards Pirate Legend. Ooh. Getting there. I'm nowhere near that mm-hmm. myself, but I'm definitely enjoying <laughs> just sailing around and doing some uh, 
I really enjoy the uh, fighting the skeletons. So just doing Order of Souls uh, that mm-hmm. makes that fills my bucket. Yeah, it the highs are high in that game, and the lows are really low. Like, like we I've had a, a couple good runs. I've posted to our subreddit a couple times, not subreddit, our Discord a couple of times, where I've had like four hundred thousand gold voyages where we we go out we hit up like a, a fortress or whatever they're called we do a couple of the the quests and uh we bump our our emissary status up to five and we just make so much gold which is really good for our gold hoarders but it doesn't help us in any of the other ones so i'm still figuring out ways to get them up as quick as i do the gold hoarders but we have been rake we raked in the gold so much in that game recently yeah, it's, I don't know. Again, it's one of the things where it's like, like I said, the highs are really high because you can make a ton of money, but then it's like, I know Kyle, you've had this experience, you said too, where you have a ton of stuff on your ship and all of a sudden some random asshole shows up, mm-hmm. takes out your ship and just bullies the fuck out of you. And it's funny that I think when I told you that, how much we had and that guy just came on mm-hmm. and just barreled through. Yeah. Added He added my fucking shipmate, shipmate, Jesus Christ, can't talk, uh, <laughs> To a party, and so they started talking, and he helped unload the ship, so he got money for it. And then, of course, I just quit. I uninstalled the game, and I rejoined the party. I saw that he was with someone, I didn't know who it was, and it was that guy. Yeah. And he's and Brandon's like, "Oh yeah, I'll just uh, I'm just on you know selling everything." I'm like, "Oh, so he literally took our loot and then invited you back to a party to <laughs> help sell everything because probably there was too much shit, and he didn't want to do it." <laughs> oh, yeah man. it's yeah that game in particular is is really frustrating because you could be doing super well and it's like oh they just have a they happen to have a larger group of people than you so you don't stand much of a chance and i that definitely gets frustrating at times especially like if you're in the process of unloading and somebody like comes sailing up and you're like i just don't have enough time to get back to my ship they're just gonna blow it the fuck up before i can even get back to it that and the respawn system gets frustrating sometimes mm-hmm. you'll you'll get away from a ship they'll scuttle it and then respawn in front of you as the nearest island and then just start following you again. It's like, can you not? Like, it doesn't seem fair that they can just, they have nothing to lose and it, everything to gain. It would be nice if like you were first forced to kind of like respawn like halfway across the map or something just to, yeah, just you, like, like if you were yeah, able exactly. to beat them, like you should be able to, you know, feel that reward. Like you sunk their ship. Mm-hmm. Now, now you can get away and, and go sell your loot. Yeah, yeah. They're like in my mind, it's like you you're in combat recently, so it's like you can't spawn in next to somebody who's been in combat within the last like minute and a half or something, something like that. Like a certain vicinity, you can't spawn into their area. Or can yeah. we just that, like, that's super frustrating. Talk about the respawn times when you die and you're waiting to get back on your ship. Oh my god! Like it's not even like that. The, the respawn. It's, it's not even that the respawn itself is that long. It's just the loading screen. Uh, I'm like the, I hope the new Xboxes can just cut that loading time to nothing on on Sea of Thieves. Maybe it's a lot of internet based though too. It's yeah. not even just the the console loading. It's literally just them reconnecting and putting your character in the right location on the right ship and everything. True, um, but maybe you never know. Um, yeah, it's I don't know. I get really frustrated in the, in those sorts of games. <laughs> but when we're doing well, I'm I'm all excited. I'm all for it. That's everyone yeah. plays though. <laughs> yeah but yeah and then in uh in sekiro it's it's such a grind like i'm a big fan of dark souls and i do well in those games but in sekiro it's so much about like timing and understanding the bosses 
and it's just like fuck man i i i'm not good at timing in games for the most part and sekiro is so dependent on that and timing your like move like you have to time it well and know exactly what move to make and it's very twitch reaction and so it's like a combination of all the things i'm awful at and so it's been a struggle um but we've had a ton of fun on it which is good we had a punishment stream on saturday the 26th where i did dark souls for four hours only died five times i got really excited because i found i didn't have to fight the one boss i found i forgot i had the whole other area so we Oh, so I thought for sure I was going to be sitting there for four hours doing shot of hot sauce after shot of hot sauce. Don't let him lie to you. This dude literally didn't know he didn't have armor on until I said, is why true. is your character I, red? I completely <laughs> forgot I didn't have armor on my guy. I didn't have any of his armor on. I was like, oh, fuck. This dude, is- I figured that was part of the punishment. You got no armor and a broken sword. I, could, I just, Jeez, I didn't just even like think of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I literally, that was like, I don't know, an hour into the stream, maybe. I was like, oh, my God. Maybe half an hour, 45 minutes. I was like, oh, shit. You're absolutely right. I should be doing this. <laughs> Made it so much easier. Oh God. Yeah, that we had a lot we did we did well there. Um we beat a couple of bosses first try. We made a lot of headway. And like I said, I was expecting to make literally no headway and just die over and over and over. Um because we're doing a, a broken straight sword run, so I do like no damage. Oh. And uh yeah. We're uh we're get, we're making quite a bit of headway. We're probably I would say like sixty percent of the way through the game, maybe. I am absolute um, trash at Dark Souls, but I I really enjoy it. Just, but I'm absolute trash. I'm I'm actually decent at the game, honestly. It's it's one of the games I excel at, which is weird considering I'm so bad at Sekiro and it's made by the same people. But yeah, mm. for whatever reason, I just I'm better at that game than I am a lot of other games. I hate um, Dark Souls. I will never like it. I don't want to play it. <laughs> that's I hate not your talking type of game. about it. <laughs> It's not your type of game. It is competitive, though, which I thought would drag you in a little bit more. Oh, but. God, no. No, no. How is that competitive? <laughs> because other people can invade you. And it you can reminds fight me like For Honor. I'll never play For Honor. I've never played it. It's not my type of style. Hmm. Uh, a combat style, I mean. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was really hoping that game when it released would be more than what it was. I was, I was pretty disappointed to see it flop so hard. I don't really but, know much about it, honestly. I, I wasn't totally in tuned um, at the time of why it flopped. I was just like aware of the game and like how yeah. much I really would like thought I would enjoy it. But like at the time I was in college and just like did not have the kind of free time to devote to like more new games. Um, mm-hmm. And so I like I didn't get to play it until long afterwards. Um, and so but definitely sad to I, even the games I don't like to like I don't get the chance to play. I like to follow and it's always sad to see him flop. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I was with uh, Evolve. I was so excited for that game. And then it was not good. It was so unbalanced and unfair for the survivors. It was, oh man, that that game flopped harder than most games I've ever seen, honestly. It was super hyped up. It had a, it had a really big launch. Within, I think, like a month, they lost 60% of their player base. Anthem. And then... Yikes. Anthem is another one that flopped really hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't even know. I don't know that Anthem was as built up as Evolve, though. Yes, it was. I don't. It you was. think? Yes, because okay, all the Destiny players were getting hyped that it was a Destiny. Okay, mix. fair point. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know enough about that game because I never played it or really looked into it as much. Evolve, at least, I was more familiar with. It was just shocking to me that they knew how. Like, there was a way to fix it to make it more balanced and keep their player base, and they just didn't fucking do it. And now they're literally gone. The servers are offline. 
Uh, I'm mad that I paid 60 bucks for it and then it went free to play. That kind of annoyed <laughs> mm-hmm. me. And then uh, now you can't even play it at all. It's like, what the, f- what is this? <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I don't know. That was a game, another game where it's like just super frustrating because it's like, all right, if, if you play as the monster and you pick the Wraith, you're basically set. You're almost guaranteed to win. But um, I don't know. What's, what's, Kyle, what's the maddest you've ever been at a game? Um, I've never actually thrown something. Hmm. I don't want to break anything that I own because I don't feel like fucking buying another one. So I have a really thick wooden desk and I just Mm -hmm. punch the shit out of it. You'll you'll, like, I'll even with my mic unmuted, I'll sit here and bash my desk in Mm -hmm. and like maybe like four or five hits maybe. And then I'm like quiet for two seconds. I'm like, all right, I'm good. Good. (laughs) That's, that's about as mad as I get anymore. Nice. Mike, what about you? What's the maddest uh, ever been in a video game? I think the maddest is probably uh, fighting Tartarus in um, Titan's Quest, the first one, when I was a kid. Um, that game, I was just like too young to really understand, like, I need to use a certain kind of damage against this guy and why is he killing oh, me yeah. so fast? And like the graphics were like kind of okay. And so, like, I couldn't really tell that he was casting the spell on himself that would reflect a lot of damage because it was just mm-hmm. like I you didn't see him casting it. You just saw him. You just would he would grow spikes around his body, and that would be the reflecting damage part. And I just like did not catch on, and I was so just pissed off because I had saw my grandpa do it, and he he just blew through that fight. Like he was had it no problem, and <laughs> never got never beat it. It took me, I think. I don't know, probably probably 10 years later, I finally was like, <laughs> came back and played that game and, and and got through it. And I was like, the biggest sigh of relief in my life was beating him <laughs> years later and just going, all right, it, finally, that guy is dead and just, I, I'm good. I don't have to play this anymore. Nice. I had a similar experience, like getting stuck at a boss or it's not necessarily a boss in this case, but in. Call of Duty World of War, that game on veteran playing through that the th- either the second or third time, it's just like more frustrating because I beat it on, I guess it was I guess I did it twice because on Xbox and PlayStation, but it um yeah it just because it's basically you're just surrounded by grenades at every checkpoint mm-hmm. is an absolute shit show and just I remember just being so angry at that game the entire time I was playing through it on veteran because it's just so unfair. It's, it's not even like a skilled thing. It's just you have to kind of get lucky at times because you can get a really bad checkpoint and spawn in and literally have no chance of surviving. And it's super frustrating. And I would get so mad at that. I'd sit there and just be banging my hand off of my desk, like pounding the desk. It's like, fuck. <laughs> this is hours at this one checkpoint. This is infuriating. And uh, again, it was one of the things where once I finally beat it, it's like, oh my God. Oh, thank God. Oh my god. Now I can now I can play the game. <laughs> Get back to the multiplayer. Oh, that was that is probably the hardest thing I've ever done is played through that game on vet. Well, I don't know if that's true, but it's one of the harder games I've ever played on veteran. Hardest difficulty. Halo Lasso was another one. I was just about to bring up Halo Lasso runs. Jesus. Yeah. The uh, I didn't do it in the Master Chief collection, but in the original Halo 3 I did it on Lasso and that was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> 
Absolutely. It's just, oh, I've, uh, I've tried to go through with the Master Chief collection with Lasso Runs, and it's just, mm-hmm. I don't have the, I, like, I, I tell myself, like, I beat, you know, I've done this, I've done a legendary run. That's, that's good enough. And then I always, like, challenge myself, like, oh, I, I, I can do Lasso, and I, I prove myself wrong numerous times. <laughs> I had, back in Halo 3, I had a, a couple of friends that I played through it with on, on Lasso, which helped. Um, Kyle won't do it. He got, we, he, we didn't have fun when we did it together. We got wrecked. I don't like doing that kind of stuff. And just me actually trying it in the first place was a shocker. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the people to do it with anymore, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, so I probably won't even attempt it at this point. Because I'll, again, I'll just get frustrated because I literally just won't be able to do it. I'll just be stuck. Um, but yeah, it that's another one for sure. The last over on where it's just unforgiving and brutal. Um, but yeah, and I don't know. There's there's been a lot of games where I do get angry at though. It's just like Call of Duty in general. The multiplayer in that is so toxic. The community in general. I remember back in the day, people would talk trash all the time in lobbies, and you're like, "Ah, oh, fuck, I gotta win." Or I'm gonna be really annoyed. And if you do lose, it's like, "Fuck, these guys are still talking trash," even though they got lucky. It's like, Damn it. There's there's a part of me that does miss the absolute trash talking of like Halo Three lobbies way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a part of me that does miss it, and then there's a part of me that's like, "Damn, that was toxic as fuck." Playing, like, yeah, no, you're you're right in that regard. I do miss it because like back in the day too, it was more of a fair fight, like Call of Duty wise. Not only because mm-hmm. I used to be better at the game, but it wasn't as like random as it is now. Like I feel like a lot of the Call of Duties now is like, oh, it's just they design it so anybody can have a good game where it's like you can camp with a shield and a rocket launcher and claymore or a c4 whatever you want they just design it so it's super accessible and they remove the skill gap and that's what's frustrating like call of duty 4 like the early modern warfare 2 modern 3 like early black ops games like we were just better than the people we played against generally and so like people talk trash and we'd go in we'd win it's like yeah all right we won we can talk trash now but like nowadays it's like what am I going to say? Like, not only am I not as good at the game, but the skill gap is just not there like it used to be. It's there's so much randomness that can go on, and it's just really frustrating. That and just like the uh, the time to kill has been upped so much that it's literally whoever sees the other person first wins the gunfight. And the way the the connection works, like the no dedicated servers, just really fucks you because if you're not the host somebody's going to see you first and then you're just dead because you literally don't even get to see them. I don't know how many times in the new Call of Duty games I get killed by getting shot through like a wall and then I look at their kill cam and they're around the corner shooting me from the side somehow and it just doesn't match up with what I'm seeing on my end. It's it's painful. Beyond frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. My, uh, my favorite part about Call of Duty is <laughs> when... You just got done with a gunfight. You're chilling, like, in a building, you know, healing. Next thing you know, you die, mm-hmm. like Josh said. But instead yeah. of, like, him just shooting through the wall at you, like, you're literally getting hit by stray bullets from another fight. And this yeah. guy thinks he kills him. When he gets mm-hmm. the kill, he turns, and the guy that he's actually shooting at is still there and kills him. Mm-hmm. It's happened to me so many times, and it's the most irritating thing ever. A lot of little features like that, you're absolutely right. Like, bullet penetration, like, stray bullets can just kill you. It's like, that person did not deserve that kill. They weren't even looking for you. They didn't know you're there. They just happened to have terrible aim from the person they were trying to hit and they hit you through the wall. Plus it's super inconsistent, which is frustrating. It's like we were 
the one day we were streaming, Kyle, where we were playing uh, Warzone, and we were in the roof of the, the second story of the building, and they were shooting through the wall at us, but we couldn't shoot through the bale of hay at them. Like that <laughs> sort of shit. It's like, how does that make mm-hmm. sense? I can't shoot through a thin piece of straw, but they can shoot through concrete, brick, and, and solid wood. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't played in a, a while, and I'm not nearly as... Uh, well-informed as you guys are on it, I don't think, uh, with Apex. Like, I don't know how consistent stuff is with that, but even in that game, I, I get frustrated sometimes, but I don't take it as seriously because I know I'm not good at it and I don't put the time in. Um, I don't know if one of you wants to elaborate on the consistency of that, of the um, gameplay. They're jumping all over the place at this point. They When the new season came out, they decreased the shields, like a lot, so the time to kill was lowered because they had, mm. for some reason, they wanted to cater to the fucking casuals, which really fucking pisses that. me off. I, I did really not that. enjoy that at all. I was pretty disappointed in it. The it, the game skill, like it's all skill. Like you need skill to actually do anything in that game. And if you don't mm. have any, like if you can't hit your shots, and you're done. If you don't know how to use your legend, you're done. If you don't know how to rotate, like you need to know these things. And mm-hmm. I, those are the types of games I like that doesn't cater to the casuals. Yeah. That's why I get frustrated. Cause it's like, you're making it. So the people who are generally better at the game, like you're taking away the advantage they have by being good at the game, by making it a based on like your connection to the server. And just a lot of it is just luck. Cause that other person will see you. You might not see them, but it's like, Maybe you're a lot better than them, but they just happen to get the first couple of shots off because you, you don't see them. And all of a sudden, you're at a huge disadvantage, even though you have a lot better aim. Like if, like in your case, Kyle, like your accuracy is fantastic. But Same if case. I sneak up from behind and with like a shotgun or something, and I rush up, I hit get one free shot off on you. Now, all of a sudden, I'm at an advantage, even though I'm, or even though you're way better at the game than I am. Suddenly, I'm at a huge advantage just because I got the jump on you. Like, I'm really in- I'm really interested to see how squadrons handles this, this balance between just like luck or, you know, better connection versus actual skill. I, I have a feeling it's going to lean entirely in the direction of skill, but that might just be my hope. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see in a couple of days though. I feel like a lot of games get, are removing that sort of thing just because they're trying to cater to as many people as possible. Yeah. I think that actually deters a lot of like the people who are more focused on honing their skills in the game it kind of deters them from playing as much as they might otherwise. Cause you see a lot of these call of duty players, like a lot of the guys that used to be really prominent in the community who are playing a lot of other things now, not only cause they're tired of playing call of duty, but just because it's not the game they used to like. And it's not really, you know, they can't ex- succeed in it like they used to just because it's, you know, it's almost unfair at, at a certain point. But I don't know. What games are you uh, most excited for Mike for the next gen consoles? Um, for the next gen, uh, well, right off the bat, Valhalla. I'm so stoked for that game. Um, oh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I uh, I played Assassin's Creed one and two, and then I kind of lost interest with the third. Um, mm. but then this last one, um, the the Greek one, really wrote me back in because uh, it was on uh, Game Pass. And I like mm-hmm. downloaded it. I thought I'd try it out. Um, and I got like hooked back in and it just like felt really good to play. So I'm I'm excited for this new uh, the new iteration with Valhalla. I think I think they're on to something. And 
it'd be interesting to play as the uh uh as the vikings and and yeah. you know being able to build a base and like start to like conquer some lands and and uh and the on the islands so we'll see mm-hmm. how it goes uh but other than that the two games that i'm really looking forward to is uh avowed um i think yeah it's uh there was just a teaser trailer um i think i think obsidian might be the one behind it um i gotta double check on that one but um although all we have so far is the teaser trailer but mm-hmm. it feels like it might be something close to dragon age and i'm a huge fan of the dragon age series so pretty excited First for that fantasy game. interesting and then of course halo infinite uh that will be um my number one game of choice when it finally does release uh, a mm-hmm. year from now now uh did you uh were you able to pre-order one of the new consoles yes i did uh, man i managed to i know i was so stressed out too i was like sitting at work and i was like i'm gonna i took like <laughs> half of my lunch break to just sit there and refresh my my web browser at work and i was like trying to get it and like i was doing it on the microsoft store page and it was so slow oh, yeah i yeah i got screwed over on microsoft basically everywhere i went honestly the uh there's another podcast x1 bros that i listen to and they're just all about xbox games and uh they were they had said that it was like it was like a planned ddos attack and i was like i could not feel that anymore trying to order this xbox like it was painfully slow even just like when it tried to validate my shipping address it Mm -hmm. took like it took a solid 30 to 45 seconds of just like loading to see if like it could take that that shipping address it was so painful trying to get through that process i was i felt very fortunate to have actually been able to get to get the the xbox (laughs) i on three different websites i was at the point of hitting complete purchase and i couldn't get any of them to go through i got the xbox on the microsoft website i had it uh, that was the first one i I think it was the first one i went through where i had it in the cart, got everything ready hit complete purchase and it crashed i went back hit complete purchase i kept redoing that I had Best Buy, not Best Buy. I had Walmart. That was one. Another one kept hitting complete purchase. Couldn't get it to complete. Target was another one. Best Buy, I just couldn't get it to say anything other than coming soon. Mm. Uh, Amazon, I don't even know what happened. At no point was I even able to even look at the pre-orders for the console. I have no idea what happened over there. But yeah, I couldn't get it to work. And I, I was just busy editing stuff and I had errands to run. So I wasn't able to stay home and just focus on trying to pre-order it. My stepbrother said he sat there for like three and a half hours refreshing the page on like Best Buy and Target and stuff until he was able to pre-order not just the X, but the S as well. So he got to pre-order both consoles. Oh, so wow. I'm even more annoyed. <laughs> but yeah, he sat there for like three and a half hours at work just doing that, just refreshing and everything. And uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little annoyed. I'm a little annoyed that they bragged about like, oh man, look at the PlayStation launch. What a shit show. We're going to be so much better. And then it's just as bad. It's just as worse. It's just as bad as not what works. It's, uh, it annoys me that like iPhones, like Samsung phones, like all these other th- products are able to handle their launches flawlessly. It's a non-issue. Then you get like video game consoles. It's like just a fucking free-for-all and it doesn't work. And so you have all these like disgruntled customers. I don't know what their problem is and why they can't handle these launches better. I don't know. Yeah, that's it's so frustrating. I like the Sony launch was just like, holy fuck. And then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, and Microsoft will have it like they are fully intending on like killing it this generation. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll like have it all figured out. And 
when I when I started hearing about like the disaster and like seeing it trying to order, I was I was pretty disappointed. Um, it th- mm-hmm. kind of throws a kink in their whole like marketing strategy they've had lately. Yeah. But and it annoys me too because like PlayStation, then like I think this week they allowed more pre-orders, and then Xbox is like, hey, don't worry, we're gonna have more console consoles available on launch day. It's like I don't want it on launch day. Like I want to be able to pre-order it because on launch day I'm not gonna be able to get one. I'm not gonna be able to get to a store and beat a line of people. There's no way. <laughs> People are going to go into every store kicking and screaming and dragging consoles out. It's like you're going to have to be one of those hardcore fanboys who sit out for like in a lawn chair for like a couple hours before the store even opens just to get it. Yeah, I'm not able to do that either. There's no way I can do that. So I won't get one until closer to the holidays, if even next year, maybe. It's going to be fucking annoying. Um, Yeah. Meanwhile, my my stepbrother who plays nothing but call of duty like once a week is getting two different consoles. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? This guy, this guy gets two consoles. I don't get any. God damn it. I've been trying to understand understand why people want to, I I don't get it. He's getting the X for himself and the S for uh, his stepson. My my nephew. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Kyle, what were you saying? I couldn't even attempt to get the pre-order at all. I, no, like I, I tried for maybe 20 minutes, but I had I literally had to leave because I had to go ship stuff out for people. I had to run errands. I just never had really much of an opportunity. So that's really annoying. It sucks for the people who like were at work and unable to even uh, like try to pre-order. It's basically like, yeah, fuck you. If, if you're not like a tryhard at home with no job, you have like almost no chance. And then even a lot of people, like you said, you were at work, Mike, trying to get one. It's like, it's just, it's such a mess. Like, it's unfair to the people who, like I said, I complained about this in advance too, where you, like, I forget what month it was. Months ago, you were able to sign up for an email saying, hey, it'll send you a link when pre-orders go live. I never received the email on any of my accounts. It's like, what the fuck? Hmm. Like, just a lot of what they did was just trash. I'm really annoyed about the launch of it. Um. Kyle, what games are you looking forward to on the next gen consoles, if any, really? Um, mainly Call of Duty and mm-hmm. NBA are probably the only two. Yeah, okay. you know, well, maybe NHL. I I've been playing twenty recently, so it's like mm-hmm. I'm used to getting back into the swing of things here. That's nice. Is Apex doing anything for the next gen? Mm, I don't know. I haven't heard any like big plans for a shakeup or anything. I wasn't sure. Like I just didn't know if they were coming out with like a new version specifically for the next gen or they bumped it up or something. I haven't read anything on it. They're still focused on season seven that'll come out on this gen. So hmm. yeah, yeah, I can't say I've heard anything yet either. When did Apex come out? Do you remember? Uh, February last year. It was I only think... last year? Yeah. I figured it'd oh, be longer damn. than that. Uh, yeah, I thought it was out a, a bit longer than that. I might be. Yeah, season six. So, yep, February fourth, twenty nineteen. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, they're on what season seven? You said about to be. They're working on season seven right now. There's already oh, okay. people like, uh, what's it called? Looking for leaks and stuff. Hmm. Even. Even so, going back to what my point was going to be, they are like a little over a year and a half into that game and they're on season six. Modern Warfare 
has been out less than a year and they're already on season six as well. Season seven, maybe. It it bugs me how quickly they're going through these like seasons just to crank out microtransactions. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I trash talk microtransactions a ton. Battle pass. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Like it just uh, I think we if we have it. to choose between like everything being uh microtransactions versus battle pass, like at the end of the day, I'll take a battle pass over infinite microtransactions any day. But yeah. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan. That I, I feel like there's gotta be a way for for them to make, you know, enough money um and oh. still keep things away from micros. I I don't remember what episode of our podcast I mentioned on. It might have been off podcast as well. I don't remember. I talked about it a handful of times. But for in 2016, whichever Call of Duty that was, because that was the most recent information I could find at the time, Activision made $3.6 billion on microtransactions in 2016, mind you. And they've obviously ramped up the microtransactions in Call of Duty games a lot since then. Um, And then... I don't know. I think it was Black Ops 2 or something. Might have been the one. I forget which. But uh, yeah. And then I mentioned as well, if you uh, if you were to buy every single uh, mic- like uh, customization item, like every microtransaction available in the new Call of Duty game, including the Battle Pass, it would cost you $8,600. It's like, wow. how, like, why? Like, what, how can you possibly need that many different things in it? And so many of them are the exact same things. How many different variations of gold camo are they going to put on the same guns? <laughs> it's like that and like white camos. It's it's like you're instead of buying like if you go back to like Black Ops Two, um, maybe in Black Ops Three, I don't remember exactly, but you would buy a, a like a, a DLC pack, and it's like you get this camo for all your guns, this reticle, this calling card, you know, whatever it is, little emblem, whatever. And you unlock it for all of your classes, all of your guns and everything. Now it's like you unlock this this uh, camouflage for for two guns and the the emblem and the calling card. It's like, all right, for 10 bucks, fuck you. It's like it's they jacked <laughs> the price up so much on everything and you get so much less for it. And then yeah. the DLC is non-existent, basically. The actual like new maps and stuff like that are just non-existent. It's I'm- just everything's a ripoff. Which is such a funny contrast to what Squadrons is going to be. They're you know drop the game down to forty bucks, and then there won't be any microtransactions in the game. Everything is purely earned, just by gameplay. Uh, so I'm like, it's crazy. They say that a lot, though. Yeah, be careful. And, and this is EA, so we got to be, you got to you know keep your eye out and see what they actually do. But they you know them promising no microtransactions it's such a huge contrast to, to what the gaming industry has been doing lately that mm-hmm. i'm interested to see how long they actually keep that because i can't like everyone talks gaming industry always talks about it. it's like oh we have to do microtransactions because it's just too expensive nowadays and i'm like yeah okay and then here here, we, here comes squadron saying like nah screw that we're gonna do what we want and you know mm-hmm. supposedly but yeah uh, they said that you- uh about um, which I don't remember if it was Modern Warfare. It might have been. It, but they've said it about a number of the Call of Duty games where it's like, yeah, we're not implementing any microtransactions in this game at all. Everything's going to be free and included. And then obviously they've jacked up all the microtransactions. There's thousands of them. And yeah. it's like the, the developer has no say in the matter. It's, it's all about the publisher implementing mm-hmm. whatever it is they want. And obviously they're going to do whatever makes them the most money, regardless of how it affects the gameplay or the player base. 
Mm-hmm. What about next gen games for you, Josh? You hit it on the nail with the Assassin's Creed. I loved. Mm-hmm. So I I played the first one. I played the whole Ezio trilogy. I played three. I didn't like four because I actually don't like the like ship warfare. I don't like that as much. Mm. Uh, at least mm. in four. I, I, if I went back and played it, I might like it more because I've been enjoying it more in the the most current releases. Um, after four, I don't think I played any of them until Origins, which I liked. I played that a bit, but I never finished. And then Odyssey, which I played the crap out of, mainly mm-hmm. because I'm a big fan of like Greek mythology and stuff like that to begin with. So it was like the perfect mashup, like Greek history and everything like that. And I was like, nice. So I played so much of that game. Um, but yeah, Valhalla, I'm definitely looking forward to. Definitely Call of Duty. We'll see how it goes. Um, other than that, I'm not really sure. Uh, definitely anything like coming out of like Elder Scrolls wise or any like the Bethesda sort of games. Um, I don't really know other than that. Maybe I'll oddly have a enough, I game now for Bethesda. <laughs> maybe, maybe you, the problem is it's become so like people are so accepting of all these publishers pushing out games that aren't are clearly not even ready for launch, but they have to hit that magical launch date set by the publisher. So they're just pushing out. 75% complete games. Nice. Yeah, not even a lot of times, yeah. Um, yeah, so it... I don't know. Call of Duty will probably be like that since they shorten their their cycle to, a uh, what, a year and a half, essentially? Not even. Um, yeah, it, I don't know. It's frustrating. We'll, we'll see uh, Elder Scrolls 6 since they already announced they were working on that. That'll probably come out within the next few years. I don't know how long that'll be, but we'll see something, especially with Xbox buying them or yeah, Microsoft was, purchasing as and everything. I was going to ask how you felt about that. I don't mind uh, because at the end of the day, they might keep some of the biggest ones exclusives, but they want to make as much money as possible. So why would they prevent other people from buying it? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like the Elder Scrolls games, I don't see them becoming exclusives. They might be timed exclusives. Yeah, but they're never going to hold on to them permanently because they'll make so much money if they allow like PlayStation to, to get those games as well. Um, I think you'll see a number of like timed exclusives on both consoles, but yeah, at the end of the day, I don't really buy consoles for exclusives. There aren't really any games where I'm like, yeah, I'll get a console specifically for that game. It's, it all comes down to like where my friends are at and like what consoles they're playing on for the most part. And that's Mm -hmm. been Xbox for the last, I don't know how many years now. Um, yeah, and they're really expanding on that, you know, being able to play games on your phone and, and like bringing so many more games to the PC now. It's, yeah, I don't play games on my phone, but you're right. I haven't done PC. that yet either, um, but they're playing it smart, definitely. Yeah, the expanding like the Game Pass to like PC and everything was a good call because um, I, I have a gaming PC, but I don't play games on it really. I don't really play anything on it. Um, I might soon, just if I get the stream set up to work properly, I might do a Dark Souls like mod like a modern version of Dark Souls for a part of a stream, for some streams. Um, I might do that. I might get into some stuff on there. Escape from Tarkov I played a bit of, but never streamed it. Are you in, uh, rest in peace to the Frost Boy. Never played, I never played with him. I couldn't get into the game with him, and he keeps inviting me. And I felt kind of bad because he did keep inviting me. And I was like, yeah, Wednesday, man. And then Wednesday rolls around, people are like, you got to play this. I'm like, the chat asked me to play this game. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I, you know, I generally would play with him, but I never get around to it. And then you, uh, so 
Frost used to be, he was on our show a couple episodes. He did all of like the unreleased episodes with us. And he's been in my chat somewhat recently. Not I He's not that. there that often. He's been there a couple times, not that often. Uh, the last stream, was was it Saturday, I guess? Yeah, that you that, that's what I saw him when I You showed up. Timed them out. And then, <laughs> and then uh, one of the uh, rewards for channel points in my streams is uh, time out somebody else. And I forgot the default is 10 minutes. So Kyle showed up, <laughs> used that on him. I I said okay. I hit timeout. It was ten minutes. I was like, oh shit! I was just laughing. I was like, oh, you got timed out. And I'm just in my my head. I'm like, damn, ten minutes. Holy crap! <laughs> and then he never showed back up to the stream. I think he was a little oh, frustrated. He got no. timed out for ten minutes because oh, yeah. we we're we we're chatting a bit for a while before that too. I was ta- we were talking about like the uh, Amazon wish list I have that people can buy from. And I was asking him like, yeah, like the Black Scorpion is one of the things on there. I'm like, you know, how like it's this big, right? And he's talking about scorpions and having them in his house or whatever. And then you showed up, timed him out, and it was like, oh fuck, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a party with him the other day with yeah. Madison. He joined, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, why don't you play PUBG with us?" And he's like, "Uh, no." Like he got really offended that we asked him to play PUBG with him for some reason. <laughs> it was it was interesting. Yeah. I don't know. That's another game where it's just garbage on console, basically. Yes. Even on PC, it's not that much better. It's a little bit better, but that's just a game that's poorly optimized in general. Do you know it's a really good game on PC compared to Xbox? Fucking Seven Days to Die, because they keep updating it. Are they updating it on Xbox ever? No, no, they're done. Xbox, no more. It's not an Xbox game anymore. Well, it is, but like they're not going to do anything with it. Because I'm watching a walkthrough on uh, Hmm. the PC. That game is so hard for me to play. Uh, cause I basically, I've been playing it in the living room with you guys. And so like when I'm playing, I'm sitting, you know how far back the, my chair is from the, the yeah. TV. It's, it's not like we don't have a huge TV. I think it's like 40 inch, maybe might be bigger than that. Actually. I don't remember, but like when we're playing that, the lighting in that game isn't great to begin with. So I have a hard time seeing, and the movement is like weird. Like it's, you move forward and then your guy, like it's a little bit delayed, but then he walks further than you'd expect sometimes too. And it really fucks with me when we're on the roof of our building and I try and stop on a dime and my guy walks off the roof and falls into the the traps and I'm getting stabbed by all the spike traps below. Man, and I'm just like twice on horde night. <laughs> I know. I know. I just I I didn't mean to. I was literally trying to stop moving and my guy just kept going. And it's like, ah oh, shit. Um that and like connection issues. I don't know what's been going on. I never had that happen before. And then the other night when we were playing, like I said, I could not interact with anything have to keep leaving and coming back and it would last like 30 seconds maybe before I couldn't interact with anything again. And it's just like, ah, shit. Don't know. It's okay. Uh, Isaiah lost his auger. Like it just completely disappeared out of his inventory. (laughs) (laughs) No idea where it went. No, we like, we were looking for it and everything and we just couldn't find it. And he's like, oh yeah, I have two auger blades in my inventory. I'm like, are you sure you didn't just scrap the parts in accident? (laughs) I've had that happen where you're trying to scrap or do something like you're trying to drop something, whatever it is you're trying to do. And because it's like lagged you out, it takes the inputs, but it's still reverting back to like wherever like last was connected. So you might be trying to scrap like wood, something wooden, for example, or whatever it is you're trying to do. And then you end up scrapping whatever it was you had selected at the time you got like disconnected and it fucks you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that game has become a mess on console. I that think, and uh, I think I'm dying light on PC. Oh, that the full. How old's that game though? But that's annoying. Like we had, that's a game I really like, but like the servers are fucked up on it. 
Like, I just want to play co-op. <laughs> I mean, we were there for a while. We were, yeah. Yeah. It's just a, it's a pain. If Dying Light 2 ever comes out, definitely play that. It's not looking great. <laughs> but, yeah, other, I don't know. I don't know any other games coming out that I'm super excited for on next gen, though. But Assassin's Creed definitely won. Um, oh, fuck. I kind of want to get a PlayStation for the Demon's Souls remaster, but I'm not buying a console just for one game. Forgot about that. Never heard Don't of know. it. So it's like the the predecessor to uh, Dark Souls. It's the uh, Dark Souls is like the uh, spiritual successor to those games. The grandfather. Yeah, it they uh they didn't have all of the rights they needed to continue making Demon Souls, so they made Dark Souls. And it's same company, everything, same basically, basically the same game, um, but it, they just had to retitle it and continue the series under a different name. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, Mike, have you ever done like VR stuff? Any of the VR games? Um, I've played some VR, um, uh, you know, like Beatbox and uh, a couple of the games that I can't really remember, just like fun little like arcade kind of ones. Um, mm-hmm. I don't own a VR set anymore. Um, I, uh, um, it was just like kind of one of the early ones. It's not one that really ever took off. Um, okay. Trying to remember it like came with a Samsung phone that I like. Oh, okay. I know what you're Uh, talking about. I forget what it's called too. Yeah. Uh, so I played some games that way. Um, and then some of my friends, uh, one of a couple of my friends owned valve. And so I tried Hmm it out there but um yeah it's it's a it's an area of gaming that i have not unfortunately i have unfortunately not been able to totally get into do you think they'll implement more vr stuff into the new consoles because i know playstation vr was a thing i don't know that really took off a whole lot though i think um playstation will probably continue trying to keep it Mm -hmm. alive in some way i think xbox though is going to try and stay away from it until i don't think yeah, until it really becomes a lot more affordable, I think Xbox mm-hmm. is probably going to stay away from it and just focus on you know making good games and, and that kind of thing. Um, just because like there, you see them dumping so much money and so many other things, like just like um, acquiring new studios and you know Game Pass yeah. dumping all their money into that, and like so I think I think it's going to be a while before Xbox really joins that bandwagon of of doing VR stuff. Um, I think they'll probably wait until it's it's a low cost of barrier to entry for, for their, uh, consumers. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, that's one of the things I'm worried about. Like I want it to become more mainstream, I guess, before I really dive into it, because I'll know that like, the games are po- a lot more polished and the gameplay is a lot smoother and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I want, I want it to be, you know, I just want a lot more like top tier studios focusing on this sort of thing before I get in. I know like some of the games like borderlands and stuff like that, they have VR. Um, but Again, that's a company that does a lot of odd things, so it's not surprising they did something like that. But yeah, I've been tempted to get the HTC Vive, mm-hmm. but I just don't want to spend all the money on my PC right now to get that because it's sort of like a novelty thing, you know. Yeah. There's nothing; it's not worth the the investment yet, I don't think. But yeah, I yeah. almost got PlayStation VR just because I I went on a VR kick, mm-hmm. um, but then I did the thing where I wait five days and see if I still wanted as much before I did it, and I was like, all right, not worth it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I want, like I said, I think you're right as far as like PlayStation possibly continuing with it, especially seeing as how 
it's kind of picked up a little bit more on PC. There's a lot of the games coming out on there. But I don't know how PlayStation VR really did. I don't know if that really took off a whole lot or not. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like it was a wild success just based off of like uh, mm-hmm. like kind of the press around it or or like how much it's really talked about, but I think I don't think it it definitely didn't flop. Um Yeah. Okay. But yeah, kind of right in the middle, right in writing that middle line there. Cause I feel like with Xbox at least they had the connect and I feel like that kind of flopped. Oh that yeah, that de- that definitely flopped. Yeah. But I feel like it was another thing too where they didn't support it at all. Like mm-hmm. I feel like they didn't really do anything with it, like anything interesting that people would be interested in playing for the most part. Yeah, they like had 360, they had some games for it, but on Xbox One, I don't really know like hardly any of games that that really utilized it at all. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like the ugly kid you had and you just kind of like shoved it in the closet yeah. and tried to forget about it. You're like, is it too late for an abortion? Yeah. As you're staring the kid right in the fucking eyes. Yeah. (laughs) You're you're looking the kid in the eye. You're at the doctor. You're looking the kid in the eyes, talking to the doctor like, so I can get rid of it? The kid's just looking. You're like, I love you for who you are. And you're like, I don't love you at all. It's like, oh, geez. What's the age limit for dropping off at the fire station? Yeah. How many years will I go to prison for losing him in the woods? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh but yeah like i feel like a lot the only time i really saw the con- the connect utilized on xbox one at least for the most part it was like you could use like the, the audio function of it like you could say commands to it and that would it would do stuff in in some games but even then it was very limited and i don't even remember what any of those games are at this point it was like right at the beginning of the one's generation uh gives like a rise son of rome that was a launch title um yeah like they tried to integrate great you know voice commands just like telling mm-hmm. your uh telling your soldiers to fire a volley or or stuff like that or advance the line um you're absolutely right a little bit yeah. but there, i tried it and it didn't work very well yeah it, it died out pretty fast and i heard that was that was a pretty big complaint was just like it didn't work all that well and there wasn't yeah. enough integration um to really make it worth it yeah because i know I don't know if it was the one or the 360 might've been the one like you had some stuff like fruit ninja and stuff like that, where it was like little arcadey games, but I feel like that almost lowers the value of the like AR VR sort of thing where it's like, there's no like top tier games for it. It's like, Oh yeah, that VR thing. Yeah. It's just kind of where you, you buy like 10, $15 games and play with them for a little bit at party night. And that's about it. Like, that's why I don't see the investment value in it yet. It's like, I'd have to spend a couple thousand dollars on my PC to be able to play like party games. It's like, I don't, there's no point in that. I can do that with a controller, but I don't, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, I feel like yeah. if I remember right, there might, it was supposed to be like, there was a canceled fables game, fable game, and it's not fable legends. It was a different one that was supposed to use um, that. Div- I, I think I know what you're talking about, actually. I think I kind of remember that. Yeah, I think you were supposed to be like some kind of like, you were supposed to be, a, you know, like. Fable kind of the Journey. Like, yeah, I think that's yeah. it. Um, oh, it was and, canceled. I think it did come out. It's an on-rails video game. It okay. was uh, Maybe, yeah, released October 9th, 2012. Okay, so it did release. Um, yeah. And uh, I feel like a game like that could have could have went really well for Xbox using um, the whole motion capture system, but it just didn't mm-hmm. perform up to snuff, I think. Yeah. 
Kyle, if VR went more mainstream, would you get into it or not? Eh, probably not. No, not your thing. I played uh, at my buddy's house, and I was just... I wasn't really into it. Hmm. I I feel like the main people utilizing it are like horror games. Mm-hmm. I feel like you see that a lot because it's like easy to get like jump scares and stuff like that. Um, but outside of that, like I said, it's mostly arcade stuff that I see for the most part. Don't get me wrong. Some of those are really fun, but it, I think it's just underutilized in a lot of situations. I that think, and the barrier to entry is expensive. I, what I would really like to play in a VR headset is something like uh, Sid Meier's like civilization or like Halo, uh, Halo Wars being able to like kind of view the whole battlefield and directing your troops, you know, being I see like, you're like looking down over yeah, the battlefield and, and being able I to like point and direct your sure troops enough. to go here and there. I, I think that's what I would enjoy the most on a VR headset. Cool. Uh, yeah. Playing that like kind of God position of directing troops yeah. around a battlefield. Yeah. You got to be careful to like, like if you're doing like call of duty or something in VR, it's like, you're just going to end up running into the wall of your, your house. <laughs> Are you just going to yeah. run into something? You're going to break something. Like you're kind of limited by your play space for sure as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I guess kind of makes sense why they have a lot more arcade games where you're not forced to run around as much, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. There's definitely a lot of fun games for it. I should try. I have a VR headset actually in my, my closet. I should have my girlfriend try out some like horror game on it. It'd be fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see uh, how it goes. If I ever get a console this year, it's not looking good. But what is your uh, what's your favorite game on the uh, current gen consoles? Oh, oh, man. Um, <laughs> wow, that that's a tough question. Um, I can go first if you want a minute to think. Yes, please. For me, it's Dark Souls 3. I re- that's probably my favorite series. Uh, like Skyrim is up there for sure. I, I really like open world games, like fantasy type games. I think Dark Souls mainly because it has a high replayability for me. And it's, it's a series I really got into and it's a series I kind of succeed in. It's like one of those few games where it's like I'm actually legitimately decent at the game. Not good, great at it. I'm like above average maybe at the game. Um, but especially when I'm not handicapping myself on these like challenge run throughs. But that that's Dark Souls 3, definitely one of them. Um trying to think of other like current gen games that i've really really enjoyed kyle what's your do you have a favorite game from this generation is it apex (laughs) you know me so well (laughs) that's that's pretty much it that or uh nba i'm really enjoying it more now since i have people to play with but Mm -hmm. i think uh i think mine would be dragon age inquisition um i think that's a good I think that's probably my favorite from this generation um <clears throat> i think uh like i i grew up um just like really loving those like fantasy rpg games mm-hmm. um and you know i was i was hooked with the first dragon age and i've been a pretty loyal fan of both dragon age and mass effect so uh mass effect andromeda i i think uh, i thoroughly enjoyed it um i was super late to the party on andromeda um so i wasn't around for the big hate fest on it um yeah. but i still enjoyed it i definitely see like why it got the slack but uh, i think dragon age inquisition was definitely by far my favorite um 
just getting to do the whole open world of, of traveling everywhere and like catching up with the people from the, from the previous games and seeing like, you know, I really enjoy the, the games where you can see what your actions in the, and like previous iterations, uh, how it affects the world and how it shapes people and who's alive, who's dead and who's doing what. Um, so it was just right. like really cool to see this big culmination of everyone coming, all of their lives coming together and, and making those aha moments of, I remember you. So. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm tempted. Cause I was thinking too, like I'd have to go back, but like the elder scrolls of oblivion. I don't know if you played that one a lot. Oh, Oh yeah. So yeah, that might be my most played game which is shocking compared to some of the amount of like game time I have in some games. But yeah, I'm, I'm tempted to revisit that on PC and just put in a bunch of like graphics overhaul mods and oh, uh, stream that. I've, but, uh, <clears throat> I've done, I, I did, uh, I own it on um, steam and uh, yeah. I've, I've definitely played around with some mods and uh, it, it definitely brings the game to a new level and, and getting to experience things with like, the slightly better packages of uh, for for the graphics that people have you know modders have come up with over the years, um, yeah, yeah. That's probably my favorite game from the 360 generation is Oblivion. Definitely for me, yeah. I I don't know how many hours I have in that. It's thousands for sure. Because I I from when that came out, I only played that in like the Call of Duty games, and I I still played that on the one when I was able to install. It. I. I mm-hmm. go back and play that a ton. I streamed playing through that again. It oh my god, I have so much game time in that game. So much fun. It's weird too, because it's like it's one of those games where it's like I would go back and I'd keep playing through like all the different uh like factions and stuff. And it's like I don't know why, but I just really enjoyed it. There's something about it was just the atmosphere in the game was was so enjoyable. It's and just, a lot of like the game mechanics. I've always like really been able to appreciate how much it felt like the individual like NPCs have their own lives within the game, mm-hmm. even though like a lot of the dialogue is kind of really repetitive and like it doesn't really match. Like they'll bring up, oh, did you hear like so and so died? And then they're like, yep, yeah. all right, have a good day. And they and they walk away from each other. So it's kind of funny to hear it. But like at the same time, it's like the how alive the world feels and like the quests always were like meaningful like you didn't have a lot of fetch quests like my probably my favorite probably one of my favorite like uh non like guild side quest was like randomly coming across a town where a wizard had turned everybody invisible and trying to help them out like they have just really memorable side quests that i feel like skyrim liked that a bit yeah i it was i felt like skyrim had too many fetch quests Mm -hmm. just built in and I, I didn't feel like Skyrim had the same it felt, same feeling as Oblivion. Yeah, to me, Skyrim was more of like, all right, I want to complete the game as opposed to I want to experience it. Like mm-hmm. in Oblivion, there were so many ones where it's like you have these little side stories as opposed to, like you said, fetch quests. Um, you have that. You have like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's just, you have a lot of different like tiny little like village. Like there's one... And I, I'm sure I, I don't remember Skyrim like all of the side quests as well, honestly. But like in Oblivion, like you go around and as you complete like Oblivion gates, like oh my god, he's the hero of Bruma, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's done this, he's beaten this guy. Like it, they every time you do something different, they remember you for it. Like all the NPCs everywhere you go, like when you're on um, what is it, the uh, Knights of the Nine? When you do mm-hmm. that, it's like oh, he's on his pilgrimage. It's like everything constantly updating they know who you are and stuff and it just like you were saying if the world felt more alive and interactive 
Yeah. It, it feels so much more, um, it almost feels like Oblivion was ahead, ahead of its time. And like, yeah, those are like definitely. basics of what we'd expect from like a, a, a well done RPG today. But, you know, back then that was like totally like breathtaking. Yeah. Some of the mechanics in the game were fun too, like making your own spells. You just make a ridiculously overpowered spell. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's like, okay. Now I can just kill everything in one hit. It's overpowered. <laughs> I don't want to use it because it ruins the game. I'll do something yeah. ridiculous instead. It's just, yeah, that that game was was so much fun. I feel like it had almost more humor to it than Skyrim did as well. Like I felt like it was goofier at times too. Oh, oh, um, for sure. Um, the the zaniness of Oblivion definitely, I think, outbeats mm-hmm. Skyrim's zaniness. Yeah, Seph. Uh, what's his name? The uh, the Daedric Prince guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, the crazy one. But uh, he had his oh. own DLC. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. Um. I know who you're talking but, about too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was fun. Um, just there's you go to the town and you have cheese and it rains like flaming dead goats, which <laughs> yeah. is, uh, which is just hilarious. Like stuff like that you don't see in in Skyrim. Um, Shiagorath. Shiagorath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I was trying to look it up and I couldn't find it. The Shivering Isles DLC. That's what it was. Yeah, he has his own. Full DLC, yeah, uh, yeah, she agrees. Yeah, you get a staff and you can turn people into animals and stuff. Yeah, just, just uh, like I love that whole quest line in the original outside of the DLC. It was when you interact with like a statue. You just go and you just fuck with that town for no reason. You're just being a complete dick to that whole town. Like, yes, uh, kill his <laughs> sheep. Yeah, just kill all of his fucking sheep. It'll be funny. All right, now, uh, now we're gonna rain burning dead sheep and dogs. And uh, yeah, just fuck with him some more. We're just going to kill that guy for no reason. It's like, just uh, like you were saying, like the zaniness of it was so much fun. I just really enjoyed that game a ton. I am really and, hoping the new Elder Scrolls can really capture that feeling. Yeah. I, I just feel like they've kind of gone more serious with it almost, where it's like, we're going to make it a hardcore, like dark sort of world. More. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Skyrim was fun. I really enjoyed that game as well. Um, but I just feel like a lot of the like factions you didn't get like sort of the same aspects of it. Um, mm-hmm. You have the companions where it's like, yeah, you you do the fetch quest, you do the couple of the quick little side quest things, and then you go back and you you rank up in that in that guild, which obviously you did in Oblivion as well. But they just didn't have as many of the memorable little side quests in them. I don't know. And the thieves guild. In order to complete the thieves guild, you had to do those obnoxious like five quests in each city just to complete the final step of the thieves go quest line in Skyrim. That was yeah. so annoying. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not even an interesting quest. You're literally, you get a random quest in a random city. You abandon it. If it's in a city, you've already done five quests and you just sit there trying to get the right ones. You go in. I had a checklist where I had each city and I had, I would put check marks down to see it. Like and I made sure I got the right number of each one <laughs> and you just go to some random asshole's house. You steal a specific meaningless object and you bring it back. And then that's it. You're done with that city. It's like, oh my God, getting that achievement, bring the Thieves Guild back to its former glory. I'm like, dude, I just feel like a fucking idiot. Like I've wasted so much time doing these. Oh man. But I did like the, uh, I don't know, the Assassin's Guild was great in both games. I I was just about to say that I I feel like that is probably the best um, uh, guild to play with in, in Skyrim. I felt like it's mm-hmm. it still held true to kind of like how Oblivion was. 
yeah, that's the storyline that I really enjoyed. For whatever reason, that one stuck out to me. Um, I like a lot of the other ones. I just feel like in all the other ones, it's like almost too generic. Where it's like you're starting, like oh, you're a new recruit. Now you're the the head of the guild. You've accomplished like something incredible. It's like in the fighter. Like I'm trying to think. Like in the Assassins Guild, you kind of take over it in the uh, in Oblivion, but you're not this like legendary figure. Like you're not going after. Like it's it's all like self contained almost. Mm-hmm. Where it's it's just not so like over the top. Um, like I feel like like in Skyrim again. You, I forget the final boss. Like the Wizards Guild, and it's just like it's it's almost too much. It's like Every final quest and every faction, it's like it's too over the top. It's like every single mm-hmm. one of them, it's like this world altering event. Whereas opposed to an oblivion, where it's like, yeah, you just beat some some prick. You can be in charge <laughs> now, I guess. Like, all right, cool. Um, yeah. Obviously, the Assassin's Guild and Skyrim, you kill the, the king or whatever. Mm-hmm. But still, I liked it. Either way, I'm excited for another one. Really, yeah. really looking forward to it. They've definitely had a lot of time to think about what they want it to look like. So I, uh, I have a lot of faith, and uh, I'm excited to see what they end up doing. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to it. We'll see what happens. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. Uh, I don't really know what else to look forward to. Honestly, I'm not. I haven't been following the new game releases, like whether that, that are coming out in next gen consoles, because. I just don't, I don't know when I'm going to be able to get a console. So I don't want to like hype myself up for something I can't have. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I think a lot of um, what Xbox is releasing, I think for like the first two years, everything is going to be able to be played on um, the Xbox one as well. Oh, that's good. I'll yeah, appreciate that at least. Yeah. Cause it's like, I can't remember what, what they call it, but it's basically uh, whatever game you buy, you can also own it on the Xbox Series X or S. Yeah, I think it's you have to pay ten dollars more to get it on both consoles or something, though. That's uh, some games. It's up to the individual developers how they want to handle it. But everything directly from Xbox um, and their like bot studios won't have that price. But like games okay. like NBA will be mm-hmm. having that like ten dollar charge if you want it on both consoles. Yeah, I know Call to do that as well okay yeah but i don't know yeah. i'm interested to see if that becomes standard practice with a lot of a I'm, lot of developers or, mm. or what i'm just hoping they don't take that and keep that as the sticking price for all games across the board then oh, or yeah. they just raise, raise yeah, it up 70 60s 60s already too much considering they're unfinished games basically and then all these yeah. little dlc microtransaction nonsense Absolutely. like i remember paying 20 dollars for each game when, they, when I used to buy them, it was like 20 bucks a game. I'm like, ah, this is a lot. And it's like, it's right, kinda, it's put, bump it up to 60. Yeah. It's put me in a place where it's like, there are very few games that I am going to be willing to buy if they're not on Game Pass. Like I'll play them on yeah. Game Pass and it's kind of driven me more towards checking out like indie developers and trying to find like the small games for like, you know, mm-hmm. between like five and $20 on like Steam yeah. or something or on the marketplace. It just like, enjoying what they have to offer because it's not they're not like 
being they're not subjecting their development cycles to you know these big name corporations who are like saying you got to do you got to have it out by this or it's got to be like this you know because the research shows players like this um it's more like hey i'm an indie developer i really like this concept i'm going to build it out into a game with my small team you know my friends or something so i've been enjoying trying to find indie developers and, and try out their games yeah not like i said I, for the most part i'll i'll play like game pass games especially because of my stream mm-hmm. I, I don't like i'm happy to play whatever they want to see uh sekiro is one where i got re- it recommended and people have been loving it we've been chatting up like crazy it's been a ton of fun uh, like our community has been built up a lot by like the last couple of streams we've done honestly uh we've got a lot of people on our discord from from watching the streams of sekiro and and the dark souls games um yeah next i'm not sure what the next like big game is already we're gonna have a couple like shorter quick like couple streams like we'll do one game for like two streams maybe maybe three streams um but outside of that i'm not really sure yet they keep recommending a uh, neo n-i-o-h which i guess mm-hmm. is on i think is what's called neo but it's on playstation so i'm, I'm not gonna get it even though i own a playstation i'm not gonna redo my entire streaming setup just to break out the playstation from the closet yeah that's but work but yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely sure what the next main game is I'm gonna play on stream, but we'll figure it out. We're gonna have like a everyone's gonna go in and we'll all have people recommend stuff and we'll we'll figure something out. But it's yeah, it's been a blast. It's been an absolute blast. Our community's great. They've been making us a lot of emotes. Um they made uh She Young One is the per, is uh, the girl's name. Uh she underscore young one. She made a couple, a number of emotes for us. She made our subscriber badge for us. She made me a new profile picture for Twitter. She's been going nuts with her That's art. Awesome. And yeah, she's she's fantastic. And uh, yeah, she's been stopping in every stream as well. So hopefully, I I submitted new uh, emotes last Tuesday, and they still haven't gone live. So I've been really frustrated with that because I'm really excited for people to be able to use them, and we just can't because Twitch won't approve them for whatever reason. It's just taking forever. Yeah. So. Once they're ready, we're we're really excited for that. But our community's been doing great. But yeah, yeah I, awesome. I uh I don't really have a whole lot else to add. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to cover before we wrapped up here. Uh no, I think we've covered a lot of what I wanted to talk about. Um nice. Yeah. 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 We had a list of topics here, but I'm happy with what we went with. I think we really Same. went kind of deep in the the gaming and stuff, and that was fun. Yeah, for sure. You, you guys could yeah. You guys talked about apex which i don't know a whole lot about but kyle's a big fan of (laughs) um yeah so um yeah why don't you again we'll remind people about your podcast where they can watch it or listen to it and uh yeah it'll be live by the time this goes live yeah so the show is going to be called silent journeys um it's going to be pretty much available anywhere you find podcasts um whether it's google um Spotify, Apple, um, any of the smaller guys, I try to submit it. And if it's not there and you have a preferred platform, just let me know and I'll do everything I can to get it onto that platform. Um, I have no problem getting that, getting my podcast further out into uh, the void that is podcasting networks. But um, <laughs> Silent Journeys is all about just kind of bringing to the limelight the stories of mental health that people deal with on a daily basis and you know what that looks like is really up to them whether they talk about um their struggles or if they talk about you know a book that they created out of it um i had to get one of my first guests is somebody who wrote a book about her her uh journey with mental health and um and just talked about like 
how much it validated her feelings um, and and her thoughts uh, by sharing that book out. Um, and so it's it's just really it's a really guest driven podcast. Um, you come on, you just share whatever you want, and if anyone wants to um, join in and be a part of this project of sharing their voice. Um, I would love to uh, have anyone that wants to come on. I don't turn anyone away. Um, my information is going to be in the show notes here. Um, yep. Josh and Kyle will make sure it's there. So yes, I yes. look forward to anyone that wants to join on and and uh, just share their journey. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, definitely go check it out. It's really exciting. Yeah, we. Uh, I, I like listening to that sort of thing because I think it's, I think if people hear other people talking about similar issues that they've been afraid to talk about, it kind of makes them feel like, oh, well, if this person can talk about it, I can do it too. You know, it it kind of inspires people to kind of get out of their comfort zone a little bit, maybe, and and talk mm-hmm. about the issues they have, and helps them that they're able to, you know, kind of overcome what they're they're dealing with. Yeah, and like I said in the beginning, the big part of this is just about trying to validate to you that your feelings are are real and that you're not you're not alone in feeling that way. So. And awesome. if you ever want to come on, just let me know and I'll, uh, I'd be glad to have you on Josh. Definitely. I'd be happy to do that. Yeah. We, uh, so before we, uh, before we actually finish wrapping up here, I had a, I was talking to a guest, uh, last week sometime, I forget when, maybe Wednesday, a potential guest upcoming. And, uh, so months ago I had been reached, some guy reached out to me and asked me to come on a show and I was like, yeah, sure. So I was on a show. We recorded for like three hours and, uh, I, <laughs> I was like, yeah, just let me know when it goes live. He's like, sounds good. And it never went live. I reached out to him a couple of times and couldn't figure out where he, where he posted it. And so last week I'm talking to this potential guest and uh, he's like, yeah, you know, I did a show with this guy and I couldn't find out where it was like when he posted it. I was like, oh my God, no way. Let me find this guy's name on my end. He's like, yeah, I'll look it up. Literally at the same time, we're like, it's this guy. It's the same exact guy. He, he like, he's just like weird. He like interviewed people but never posted the the podcasts. So like, is he just interviewing people for himself? Like what is, what's the deal? And uh, it's, it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> I had but, a similar experience in, in January. I recorded like this like, laid back, like just kind of bullshit uh, uh, kind of podcast episode with this guy. Mm-hmm. And he never followed up that it was released. It, I never I'll, did find it. Is it Eat the Internet? Is that the guy's name? What was it? Eat, eat the Internet? No, no, it was a different no, one. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but oh man, um, that's that's yeah. hilarious. I really hope it actually is the same guy. That'd be and that was, hysterical. Yeah, that was actually the very first podcast I had ever I was ever a guest on, and so I was I was kind of like looking forward to that like coming out, and when it never did, I was like I had forgotten about it for a while, and then when I started looking around uh, trying to find someone to be a guest on their podcast in the last couple of weeks, it like popped in my head that that had happened. Uh, it gives yeah. me a chuckle. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, yeah, I've been a guest on a number of different podcasts. It's always fun because it's yeah. it it's different. Like if you're on somebody else's show, it's it's. I almost feel a lot more relaxed because it's like I get to go on, just kind of talk and do whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when it's done, it's done. I don't have to worry about it. As opposed to your own show, where it's like, all right, I have to make sure like the whole time the audio quality is good. I got to edit it, make sure everything's running smoothly. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. It's a different experience when you're hosting as opposed to guesting. It's oh, just, it's such a more laid back experience when you're a guest. And I, I've really enjoyed doing it. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a blast. Had a lot of fun having you on. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it.
Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. Everyone can go to deadjustedproductions.live. It's got links to all of our stuff. Uh, we stream on Twitch Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays from about 1.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time U.S. And uh, occasionally on the uh, on the odd Saturday, I'll, I'll stream on there a bit too. Kyle kind of streams at random. Uh, it's twitch.tv slash I-I-F-A-T-E-E. That is I-I-F-A-T-E-E. That is fate. Uh, he streams some, he's been streaming more lately. He just hit affiliate uh, the other day. So we're all excited about that. Um, but yeah, no, we've been, we've been going well on Twitch podcasts come out every Wednesday, about 6 a.m. Eastern time U.S. And uh, got, yeah, like I said, go to deadjustproductions.live. It's got links to all of our stuff, our merch shops. You get our custom jerseys and everything now. Uh, we're really happy with how everything's going. New poster might be out by the time this episode goes live. No idea. Uh, but thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Mike, for coming on. Really appreciate you being here, man. Had a good time. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. See everybody next time.